0: Talking about stirring up the wide receiver's hornet's nest. Eric Crocker did that. We'll talk about that on Locked On NFL Draft. Let's go.
1: (laughs) You are Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily
2: podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Yes, sir. Welcome in. It's Locked on NFL Draft Podcast with the two best friends anybody could have Eric Crocker, former NFL, AFL defensive back. You see him in one of the coolest garages you're ever going to see. My man, Ryan Tracy, at, uh, at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter, Rogue Analytics. I'm John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter for the Houston Texans, also owner operator of footballtakeover.com. And a reminder today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. Price Picks Daily Fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their price picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $200 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's pricepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. I'm going to start this show very simply put with a tweet that I happened to see on Saturday. I land from going to New York, New York take on the jet, uh, Giants, actually. And I see this tweet. I'm just going to read the tweet. Right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Addison is the only day one receiver taken. Booty and JSM were supposed to be top 15 locks. Most mocks had them going top 10. Doubt it. Now, the originator and author of that tweet is on this podcast. (laughs) It's Eric Crocker. But Ryan Tracy, I'm going to start with you. What did you think when you saw that tweet? from Eric Crocker about this class of wide receivers.
2: I thought Crocs on to something. That's what I thought. I can't say that there's only going to be one taken in the entire round when it's all said and done, because there is the combine. There is the film review. But there will only be one in the top 15, top 20, maybe. It's Jordan Addison and a bunch of dudes, as
1: far as I'm concerned. Here, here's my question. Who is the guy? Like, now, you... When it comes down to it, draft, late April, there might be three or four guys that go first round. But I do think right now, right, you can ask five guys, who's the top receiver in this class? You might get five different answers. If you asked ten guys who are the round one receivers in this class, I think you might get ten different answers on who the three or four receivers might be. So that led me to believe is there a consensus guy? I think a lot of my my responses are telling me there is a, a consensus guy, and it's actually not Jordan Addison.
0: Now yeah. I saw the tweet. Now listen, I I will I I saw the tweet and you didn't you didn't say that now this is this is something a lot of people will do on Twitter, is they will say there's no way or absolutely not. You didn't say that. At all, and so I, I, I'll absolutely defend you on that aspect of it when people were coming at you like, he didn't say guys wouldn't be. It's just the way it's shaping out, and I think you're, you're I don't want to speak for you, Eric, of course, but yeah. your point when you mentioned JSN and Booty, what hit me was those are the two guys that people anticipated being top 15 guys, and they're not living up to it. And whether it's because things have changed at LSU and Booty's just kind of moved back to the pack, uh, because he's just not showing the production, JSN just can't get on a field, or the fact that we just don't know who wide receiver one is. And you know that ro- reminds me of a year, last year. Last year there was Garrett Wilson, there was Chris Olave, those two guys obviously at Penn State. There was Jahan Dotson, uh, there was Kyle London. All right, uh, Kyle London. Uh, I put Kyle, Kyle, Drake London and Drake London together. There's Drake London, but Drake London got hurt halfway through the year, so. Yeah, Drake London. So we didn't know how he's going to test. You had the two Ohio State guys, which one was better. And so there was this kind of quandary of, well, what, what do we do? And in the end, there was, I think, one top ten receiver, and that was Drake London. Then there was a glut that came after that with Jamison Williams. Uh, Olave gets drafted in that little spot from 10 to 17, I think. And Jahan Dotson goes. I think we're going to end up and, and
1: Garrett Wilson.
0: a decent number of receivers end up going in the first round. But I think it's going to be pretty similar. Last year. Yeah, and Garrett Wilson. I think we're going to see it be very similar to last year. I think the first eight to ten teams are going to focus on very distinct needs. They're not wide receiver, quarterback needs for a lot of teams, and then there's going to be a team that jumps up and says, "Okay, we really got a for our offense. Uh, we got to we got to go up and get a wide receiver." And so it's to me, I don't think Eric, you were wrong. I just think it's a really good talking point to jump off with, uh, where are we with these receivers? Which guy is number one? Is it Jordan Addison and there's nobody else? Or do we think Quentin Johnston is a guy that could be in that mix and it's really those two and everybody else?
1: I think we've gotten a little spoiled in recent years with knowing exactly who the top one, two, or three receivers in the class were. And then you were able to kind of build off of that. But right now, if I was to ask you, well, guys, who are the guys? Again, you know, kind of going back to what I said earlier, It's all over the place. So that kind of leads me to believe this class might be a little bit more on the mid side where you have guys that are good. Because even if you go back last year, you might have a different order as it pertains to the top five guys. But it felt like five guys are going first round, right? Like you you just knew, okay, Drake London, uh, Jameson Williams, even with an ACL, you thought maybe Williamson might go a little bit later in the first round, but he still felt like, no, he's going to be a first-round receiver. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, like, you could just bet, even at this point in the year, because we haven't gotten to the draft process right now. And, again, we'll talk about some of these guys in depth who will be the guys that we think go first round. But last year, you just – you had this feeling that, although you might not have a consistent a consensus wide receiver one, you knew – who was going first round. This year, I literally have no idea. And maybe we'll have more of an idea when the combine comes, draft prep, all that stuff. But even then, I still feel like you should have some feeling as of now. And some of the names people were throwing at me, it's like, man, okay, Downs. I like Downs at UNC. Is he just a slot? I know he could play on the outside. He's a little bit undersized. I do like the twitch. I like suddenness. I like changing direction. There's things I like. The production he had last week. There are things I like about some of these guys, but because you like some of these things, does that make them, in the eyes of scouts, oh, this is a first round receiver? I think that's going to be the big question.
0: And the other thing that has to marry up are what teams have needs. So when we get back, we're going to look at. I'm going to throw five to seven guys at both of you. And you guys tell me where you think, if the draft were today, where those guys would go. You have to project a little bit as to what their speed and height and all that kind of stuff is, all their assets are, and we'll project and see which teams need receiver as it sits right now. I could think of one in the same hotel with me right now um, that might need a receiver in the first round. We'll talk about that. And later we'll talk about the teams that can need that need some receivers as well. But I want to talk to you about something special this holiday. Find what you love at total wine and more with so many great bottles to choose from. When you go to total wine and more, you get lost. Like, where am I going to go? What do I want to find? And everybody likes their favorite single barrel bourbon or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with something from a friendly guide and all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the absolute lowest price. Find what you love, love what you find, only at Total Wine and More. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com. TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. All of us on this podcast are definitely 21 and we love this podcast. We thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond a scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Okay, guys, I'm going to pitch this question to you this way. There will be three wide receivers guaranteed in the first round in 2023 three in the first round ryan tracy you go first three wide receivers are going to go in the first round that's a guarantee that actually kind of feels low it should be more but i'm gonna say three if you were to say your three today which three do you think it will be in the first round
2: It's pretty clear. There's questions about everything, whether it's injury or play time or whatever. To me, it's Addison, Quentin Johnson, TCU, Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee. you got to pick your flavor, but those are the three that I think you can confidently project into the first round right now.
1: Yeah, when you watch Jalen Hyatt and you see where he excels at, it's definitely been more so the big ball, vertically pushing down the field. Now, my questions are... Could he do that from, you know, facing pure man? Because a lot of what he gets right now is off coverage, especially on switch releases. I mean, if you watch Tennessee's offense, I feel like their whole offense is predicated off of switch releases, basically meaning you have two receivers to one side. At the snap, they kind of switch and change uh, their kind of leverage, and then he pushes up field and out in space you have a guy who's at a di- kind of at a disadvantage and as it pertains to being able to cover a speedster and a long strider so Jalen Hyatt a guy who definitely has straight line speed once he's pushing at you and he has a two way go it's extremely difficult to guard him from that standpoint is that enough just that trait right in itself is that enough and that's how he's been winning right you watch him against alabama you watch some of these other ones uh Earlier and right now, as we're recording this, it's Saturday. Earlier Saturday morning, you watch him score a touchdown. Switch release, will route, wide open, catches the ball, runs it for a touchdown. Never was contested. That's not going to be the case at the NFL level. At the NFL level, they're going to play man. They're going to they're going to switch off of those things. They're going to banjo those. So it's going to be a little bit harder to get that same look. Is he still going to have the same level of success? So that would be my only pushback on Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, who I think is. A terrific prospect, but as his skill set pertains, right? uh, You know, when you think of a receiver's skill set, winning versus man coverage, getting in and out of his breaks, working the top of his routes, uh, you know, being able to separate downfield, which we've identified he does that extremely well. But what about the other things? Can he win outside? Uh, Those are all still questions that I have uh, for him as it pertains as an overall prospect.
2: Now, John, are you saying, or are you hearing Eric say what I think he's saying that John Ryan has
1: to matcha. be a slot? Well, I'm not saying that he has to be a slot, but I do think right now the way that he has so, won, him being in a slot helps him a ton with how they've uh, kind of deployed him. Now, I've been wrong, not wrong, but maybe misdiagnosed this before uh, when watching the Ohio State receivers a couple of years ago. You had Paris Campbell, you had um, Terry McLaurin. And I was very unsure with how their games would translate to the NFL because there were just a lot of crossers, crossers, crossers. And we saw uh, Dwayne Haskins, RIP Dwayne Haskins, have a huge year. He threw like 50 touchdowns. And if you watch him, a lot of run after catch with just crossers, crosses from McLaurin, deep, he throw into a spot, McLaurin will run underneath it, and you don't see a lot of that, can he beat man? can he just win pure straight man? can he run routes? Well, Tim McLaurin clearly hasn't had an issue with that at the NFL level, so I don't want to overvalue that type of skill set, but I will say, again, it's just something you have to project a little bit more and just say, oh man, he's a long strider, he runs fast, Uh I think his game will translate. And then as he goes through the process, you watch him at the senior bowl, run routes, because that's where they're going to really challenge him with his route running. At his pro day, being able to throttle down at the top of routes. Can he do those things? Can he get in and out of breaks? Can he change direction extremely well? Probably more film we watch, we can identify that, but also throughout that process, that's something that they'll definitely be able to identify.
0: Absolutely. One of the things that I think is happening in college football too, is that you're seeing a lot of guys that will project to be outside receivers in the NFL that are playing in college in the slot because they're seeing so much quarters. And so that's putting an inside wide receiver. A lot of times if you're running four verts or different kind, you know, whatever they're trying to do, you're getting a safety sometimes matched up on those really fast receivers. AJ Brown, I think played almost a hundred percent of the time at Ole Miss in the slot. Uh, Justin Jefferson played, I think a hundred percent of the time in the slot. And I think you're seeing it more. Even Traylon Burks, when he was at Arkansas played a lot in the slot. And that is one of the parts of that Kendall Bryle's, uh, Art Bryle's offense that they're going to play that guy in the slot where they think they can get a speed matchup. I think Hyatt's going to end up going in the first round because his speed is going to be too much. There's going to be a playoff team down at the bottom of the of the first round that says, you know what, um, we're not we're not letting this guy go by us. We we've got to have this guy. I mean, say say the Dallas Cowboys. They got CeeDee Lamb. They were really interested in Brandon Cooks. Apparently, they made a really you, not a big offer i don't know what the offer was but they were hot on brandon cook so they're going to be looking for wide receivers if you put a guy like Jalen hyatt in with cd lamb and michael gallup and you put that speed in there he can play in a slot he can get some of those matchups and so i think hyatt's going to be very very interesting in this draft process but to me i think slam dunks in the first round if we use that term i think jordan addison quentin johnson i think they're definitely slam dunks there are teams in the top 10 that absolutely need receivers. Some teams might draft twice in the top 10 and will need a receiver. So I think those are the three guys I would say to me, the most interesting aspect of it becomes JSN, if he can get healthy and then what he decides to do. And then if Kayshaun booty shows anything over the next, you know, how many ever games to make us think, yeah, that guy, we thought of him as a, as a uh, wide receiver one, but it just hasn't come together. So if I had to make it three, I think those, those would be the three guys. And I do think Eric's right. I think the pushback on Hyatt will be, okay, can he do it? Can he get off press on the outside? He got a lot of this on the slot. But we've seen a lot of those guys from the slot transition to the NFL and do some good things as outside wide receivers. But I, I agree with what Eric's t- the, the, the genesis of Eric's tweet, and that is who we thought was going to be there is not there. And I don't think that the guys that will go in the first round, you can go, oh, yeah, they're absolutes. There's no Jamar Chase in this draft to go, yeah, even though he didn't play a year. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle,
1: five Devontae big, no Smith.
0: Doubt. There's not that guy. But I do think the depth; those, those felt like slam dunks in the first round for sure. This feels like there's a wide pool of wide receivers to pick from, a wide pool to pick from, so that teams are going to say, hey, look, we can get one of these other guys. We can get a Rasheed Rice in the second round from out of SMU. From that perspective, it's going to be pretty interesting to see the number of wide receivers that end up going in this first round. And as it pertains to that, there's got to be need. So which teams need receiver? We'll talk about that next, but I get to talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is so much fun. It's daily fantasy made easy. It goes like this. You need, you pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You don't compete against other people. You just compete against the projection, whatever the projection is. For example, You got Josh Allen potentially playing on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, we think Josh is going to throw for 217 yards. That's a projection, more or less. It's that simple. You do that four or five five other times, and you've got your list of daily fantasy made easy at prizepicks.com. And you can pick the sport. It doesn't matter how basketball started for both men's and women's. You want to not cricket? I mean, that's up to you, but you could do it. Anything you want entries are made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. You deposit 100, PrizePix will give you 100. You deposit 50,000, PrizePix will give you 100. But that's still a lot better than zero. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right guys, as it sits right now, there are one, two, three, four, five s- five teams that won't be drafting in the first round. New Orleans, Rams, Denver, Cleveland. Miami forfeits a pick, but I think Miami's got another pick somewhere. Miami's got uh, Miami's got a pick. I can't remember if Miami got the San Francisco pick. Is that right? Uh, which I think edit- Miami
1: does have the 49ers pick.
0: Yes. So if you eliminate those teams, What goes with how many receivers will go in the first round, how many are talented enough to go in the first round, how many teams have a need in the first round. So I'm going to start with our three teams. Do our three teams need a wide receiver? Eric, 49ers, do they need a wide receiver?
1: I don't foresee the 49ers taking a receiver even if they had a first round pick. You know, you're talking about a team that just locked up. Debo Samuel for the long haul. You also have Brandon Ayukul, who was a first-round pick, so you have a fifth-year option on him. So I don't think there's a rush for the 49ers to go and get a receiver, um, whether it's the first round or even second round. So, yeah, 49ers, I think they'd be off off the hook for being able to, you know, or coming up and taking a receiver in the first round.
0: Ryan, Chiefs, sitting right now, bottom four, 29 through 32. Could the Chiefs, would it make sense for the Chiefs to look at a receiver that late in the draft?
2: You know, when it comes to wide receivers, the Chiefs are like 7-Eleven. They might not always be doing business, but they're always open. <laughs> it's it, There could be something at any time, right? They need tackle. They need edge rusher. Those have to be the pre- predominant needs, right? But depending on how the way it all falls out, they're always looking to add weapons for Patrick Mahomes. Every move they ever make, in any kind of way at the wide receiver position is about giving more firepower to QB one that will never change. So I can't say that they won't, it's not the top priority, but it's certainly
0: in the mix. Okay. My team at Texans. Yes. There's, there's definitely a need for an offensive game changer, whether that's wide receiver or wide receiver, running back hybrid, whatever, there's definitely somewhere there. So here are the top 10 teams as it sits right now in the draft Houston, I want you to – which team or teams strike you as wide receivers a high priority for them? Houston, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Carolina, Philly, Arizona, Jacksonville, Chicago, Green Bay. That's the top ten teams. How many of those teams, Eric, do you think wide receiver is a high priority for that particular team?
1: Houston, yep. 100%. Right now, again okay. so, – Eventually, you'll have John Metchie coming back, but you also have the wide receiver one who wants out. Now there are other receivers, Nico Collins, and we'll see how he kind of develops, but I would say that that is a team that will potentially be looking for a receiver to draft and draft right away, or at least uh, within the first two rounds. Another team, Chicago, they just traded for Chase Claypool. We'll see how that kind of works out, spending the second round pick uh, to bring him in. They also like Mooney, I like him. Is Mooney or Claypool that wide receiver one, or are you looking at more of a wide receiver by committee type thing, I do believe that you need to get that guy for uh Justin Fields and they haven't done that quite yet. Uh what were some other names that you teams you
0: mentioned? Here, here are a couple other ones to consider. Jacksonville.
1: I they just spent a ton of money on a few receivers and I like what they did there. I think their issues right now are just Let your quarterback continue to grow and develop. You have some weapons that you brought in who I feel like are playmakers, and we'll see how they continue to grow with him. they got a running back that they can lean on and a pass catcher out of one of their running backs, Travis Etienne. So I don't know for sure if they would be like, all right, yeah, the the winning recipe right now is to go get a receiver. Now, I say all that. And I remember the Cincinnati Bengals a couple years ago when they drafted Jamar Chase. They had all kind of holes on the defense, on the offensive line. I didn't think receiver was necessarily a huge need. Uh, they did have Tyler Boyd, they did have T Higgins, and they said, "We do not care. We are going out and getting J- Jamar Chase." Now, the only issue with that is there are no Jamar Chases yes. in this class, so I don't see them uh, going out and doing something like that.
2: They're not the only ones. Uh-huh. Yes, you you can make all the moves you want to make in 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 season. The trade for Claypool, I don't think eliminates the Steelers at all. The Lions can always use help. The Panthers, I think, are in a crossroads. They have multiple issues. Can they find a quarterback they can move forward with? No matter who it is, they need more weapons. They need to be able to get the ball out quickly and get that done. Packers, I don't even know where to start with them. Can, can Dobbs turn into a guy that can be solid for them? I don't know that they know yet. Watson obviously has not become the splash that we thought he would be. I could see them back in the market obviously the Arizona Cardinals, you need to give Kyler as many weapons as you can. He can bring you back in a game, but he's got to have the help so I can see them going that direction as well. You already mentioned Chicago. And I think the, the mystery around Allen Robinson in L.A. drives me insane. So Rams, go get somebody else to put with Cooper Cup and see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's why I look at this list of teams, and I think there are a lot of them that maybe wide receiver is not the number one need. But wide receiver is absolutely need. Jacksonville is the one that I, I think about because, to your point, Eric, they went out and spent a lot of money on Christian Kirk, and they've already got Marvin Jones. they got a bunch of number twos and maybe a good num- a really good number three, but I don't think they have a number one. But depending on where Jacksonville falls, and I think Jacksonville could win a few more games, so they might fall middle of the pack. If they're sitting there 13, 14, 15, hey, maybe Jordan Addison makes some sense for them um, if they're able to do that. So it's going to be really interesting. This draft, as it pertains to receivers, because of the teams because a lot of them. I mean like you said we could be sitting there with pick number one two three and then whatever Cleveland's pick ends up being and be able to to have our pick at wide receiver which would be kind of nice to see what they could add to Nico Collins this wide receiver core in Houston so it's definitely going to be a position worth watching and I got to thank Eric Crocker for his tweet that really kicked off this show talking about wide receivers
1: hold on John I can't let you off the hook We've done all that talking about this receiver class and first round receivers and whatnot. Let's say the Houston Texans are going to draft one of these receivers. Which receiver are you taking?
0: Andre Johnson, and that's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It's uh, you know, the interesting part of it is because with Nico we have size, and Nico's got some juice too, and so maybe you don't need that six four tall drink of water like Quint quentin johnson is maybe you need the all round guy 6'1 foot 180 that just gets open all over the field uh like jordan addison does i i would i would feel more comfortable i'd feel comfortable with either one of them to be honest but my view of the Texans is always jaded a little bit by will fuller because will fuller changed things on the field i mean it was just incredible and so i just am enamored by Jalen hyatt um and if fuller could have stayed healthy it would have been incredible what he could have done he just couldn't stay healthy Um, But I think at that point, Jordan Addison would, to me, make the most sense. If you put Addison with Mechie, Nico, depending on what they're doing with Brandon or what happens with Brandon, um, but if you went Mechie, Nico, and Jordan Addison, and then you've got a quarterback thrown to them, now all of a sudden it starts to be pretty exciting with Damian Pierce carrying the ball. So, you know, I'm always, and you guys know I am, you build on the lines, you build offense, defensive line, I could get a wide receiver later, but I don't think you could pass on a truly complete receiver like Jordan Addison. So if that guy's available, depending on you know where we fall in the draft or that second pick, especially the, Cle- the Cleveland's pick, if Jordan Addison is there, I'm absolutely I'm, I'm firing on it all day every day. Young receiver, bring him in, and all of a sudden you start having something with Mechie coming back. It could be really fun. And then you got to figure out the quarterback situation. But that is for a different podcast yeah. down the road, gentlemen. This is a blast talking receivers. Eric, hell of a tweet. Ryan, excellent job tonight, as always. We appreciate you guys for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Boys, it was fun. We'll be back this week with plenty more. We'll break down the rookies over the weekend in the NFL. We'll have another Friday night draft. Hopefully you enjoyed the redraft of 2018 that was a blast to do so we'll have more of that this week right here on locked on nfl draft for eric for ryan i'm john we'll see you next time and as always let's go